Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by OCR athlete Hayes Jessup. I wanted to get Hayes on here because she not only is an OCR athlete, she's also a busy mom, and she's training from home in what most people would consider not a normal gym setup. We had a really great conversation about how she structures her schedule around her kids and with her kids involved, as well as ways she is creative with her workouts to make sure she's still hitting everything so she's ready to dominate her racing. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Hayes, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. It's hot here in Phoenix, but you know, we're used to it and it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Same in Charleston. Um, yeah, it's, it's super humid. It's just part of it. We live in it every year, so we can't get away from it, right? <laughs> That's right. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I am excited to get you on here. We connected fairly recently, um, just kind of randomly Instagram wise. Um, but I loved looking at just your story and what you're doing when it comes to training at home on your own with kids, like very busy mom, but also on top of your training. And, and so I'm really excited to get you on here just kind of to share that journey and share that story with us. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Um, so just kind of give a little bit of a background first. You have not always been a racer. That's fairly, or a, I should, say, should say that. You were a different kind of racer before. You haven't always been an obstacle course racer. That's more recent. What's your background as far as sports go? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, uh, our, our household, we grew up with a father who was a triathlete. And so I had completed my first triathlon when I was eight years old, two more by the time I was 10, so three total. Um, and, you know, after that kind of grew up uh, playing sports, um, delved into the basketball arena, played AAU ball, uh, year round ball, high school basketball. So that that really kind of formed um, kind of who my brother and I were as, as athletes and really, you know, a big influence of fitness um, at a very, very young age. And that's something, you know, we can get into that later. But, um, you know, as I as I raise my, my three little girls, that's something that I want them to become and, and kind of I model. Um, as a parent, but um, yeah, I mean, really, about four to five years ago, I I really delved into F45 and uh, became kind of you know an F45 junkie and kind of found a community of of like-minded people that you know challenged me to to become better mentally and and physically. So really delved into that and loved the, the functional fitness part. Um, it really pushed me to be you know in top level shape. And then, you know, after that, about two and a half years after I started that, well, probably about two and a half years ago, more like it, I started training, you know, truly by myself um, in a solo capacity and really kind of, kind of, you know, fine tuned the, you know, the endurance, uh, the conditioning and the strength aspect. Um, and that's really where I found um, OCR. And the more that I learned about it, I thought, you know, this is, this is a great opportunity for me to take my background um, with F45 and, uh, you know, kind of my, my triathlon background and, and running and kind of parlay into something fun. Um, because, you know, as, as, as a young kid and, and you know, growing up, you have that competitive nature, right? And then as you become an adult and you have kids, 
I did get back into basketball and found, you know what, I really, really miss the competitive nature of, of sports and fitness. And so this was a great chance, you know, for me to get back into obstacle course racing. Um, so, you know, as I kind of got into that, I went into my first race uh, last year in November of uh, 2019 was my first intro into OCR. And it was great. It's uh, at a stadium race, which I think is a great intro into it. Because uh, it's it's short, it's quick, it's thirty minutes ish, you know, kind of depending. Um, so it's doable, and I, you know, I did nothing specific to truly prepare for that race. Um, it was in Boston in November, so it was super cold. Um, it was it was great, but um, you know what I learned is I had a blast, you know, and I walked away with it, and I said, you know what, if I could become a little bit more prepared. I think I could do even better for the next race. So, um, you know, I've always kind of thought that preparedness um, and uh, being ready is something totally different. Um, I found that I was ready um, from a mental perspective for the race, but I did nothing specific to prepare. So if I could kind of push myself in the preparedness arena even more, I then began to establish my goals, you know, in saying, all right, well, you know, 2020, I want it to be my trifecta year. I want to, you know, place in the top, you know, three on a podium, that type of thing. So that's a little bit, you know, kind of how I got my goals in that arena for OCR. So obviously things have changed on the chances of doing a trifecta this year. Um, but that aside, um, how did when we're talking about preparing, how did your training change to get you prepared for that, those races and to enable you to have that podium chance? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think, you know, right now as, as a parent um, of little kids, big kids, I think your life right now in quarantine looks extremely different than it did four to five months ago, right? You have these tiny, small humans, sometimes some of us have big humans at home and, um, you know, you're, you're used to, or I was used to a scheduled break, right? You're used to a scheduled break away from your kids. And so now what used to be a scheduled break looks more like, um, a break that you are, you have to schedule to be able to be successful as an athlete. Um, so, you know, now with kids at home, you know, every day, you know, what I do, excuse me, every week is really every day, every Sunday, I sit down and say, you know, here's my planning, you know, for the week. Here's, here's how I lay out all of my, all my, my, my uh, training for the week. And then, you know, every night I sit down and say, okay, well, here's what we have the next day. And then here's where that time frame will fit in for the day. And it has to be extremely structured where before I had these longer blocks of time. Um, now my training looks more like either I get up super early in the morning, right? And, and do my training before uh, kiddos are awake. Cause if not, then what it looks like is, you know, training, you know, interrupted by kid, kid one, right. And training kid two and then kid three. And then they say, Oh mom, there's blood. Right. I mean, it's just, it can, <laughs> it can kind of go all over the place. So, you know, for me, um, you know, really either breaking up my training, you know, to, you know, say 30 minutes or 45 minutes, you know, early in the morning, and then maybe I get another bit, you know, in the evening seems to be, or early morning workout seems to be the best and most efficient use of my time at this point. So, 
um, you know, before to what I found is before quarantine and before COVID happened, um, we found really a great, I found a great group of athletes here in the Charleston area. And those people were kind of doing a little bit of everything. Some of them were doing, you know, tactical games. Some of them were doing, you know, bone frog races. Some of them were doing Spartan races. Some of them were just coaches. Some of them were trainers. And, you know, what we found is that if we built, you know, this time, if it's, if it was once a month or if it was once every two weeks where we all got together and we put our heads together and what we, what we would try to do is, is mirror kind of an OCR circuit. And, and as a fellow racer, you probably understand it's a super fatigued nature, right? Um, so it's, you know, you're, you're racing and then it's an obstacle and racing an obstacle. So we would do climbing gyms, we would do ninja gyms, we would do running. Um, and and we, what we found with that is that I think that, that having that sort of intro into your training um, every so often would, would better prepare you for races in the future. So now in quarantine, get back to your question, you know, those, that's still a part of my training. I mean, I try to do that kind of OCA and OCR circuit at least once a week to maintain, I wouldn't say really a baseline level of fitness because I don't, that's not really my mental game. I want to go more than that, right? Um, when races start back up, I want to be, I want to be ready to go. And I think that's why a lot of times, like using that example of just being able to move from one thing to the next in that OCR simulation type workout, I think it's why like people from F45, CrossFit, that sort of thing can transition so easily into racing, especially for a stadion or a sprint with those shorter distances, because right. we're so used to moving from one thing to the next and not taking a huge breather in between and really stressing our body back and forth like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, those, those stadium races are just an awesome intro because it's it, the, the timed nature mimics CrossFit and F45, you know, typical workouts. Um, and, and really it's, it's a, it's a great way just to get a feeling for what a longer one would be like. Um, so I actually had my, my cousin who's, she and I are pretty close. She's a CrossFit trainer, did it with me and, and she agrees. It's just a great way to start. Yeah. It's, and I think that's why, well, I shouldn't say they get more, more pull necessarily, but you do see a lot of people who aren't necessarily in OCR world there. Like I'll see a lot of my CrossFit friends at the stadium races and just because it is that good, good combination and mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when we're talking about your, your schedule and your training, um, I want you to point out your kids are not like teenagers that sustain themselves for hours at a time by any means. Your kids are how old? Right. Uh, I have twins that are seven and uh, a five-year-old. So I had three kids in two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> so they are definitely in the let's interrupt mom stage for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously yeah. you mentioned you train early, train late, that sort of thing, but that doesn't mean like interruption stop. That doesn't mean you don't need to entertain them at times too. So how do you incorporate, and this kind of goes back into um, what you mentioned earlier, as far as you got your love of fitness from your dad, how does right. your training and involve and having your kids potentially jump in um, during your workout, how does that carry into just you as being a mom, you as being into fitness and as an athlete? Right. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, I think it's a great point. I think, you know, it comes back to, um, 
raising your children and, and modeling the things that, that you want them to become. And, um, you know, I want to be fast. I want to be strong. I want to be a good competitor. Um, and, you know, it, to this point, it's not all of who I am. And I think that's super important to realize um, that keeping a perspective right now, you have to be forgiving to yourself. Um, I mean, my family, my kids, my friends, my love of basketball, I mean, all, all my passions, um, you have to make sure right now that you're not too hard on yourself. Um, and that you're, you know, you're continuing to train as you normally would with the best that you can, that you have available. Um, you know, my kids jump in, um, very often they'll do burpees with me. I've got a, a play set in the backyard, which I use daily for rope climbing. I use them for pull-ups, chin-ups, uh, leg raises, all that kind of stuff. And, um, my, both of my seven-year-olds can do pull-ups. Um, one of them is an effective, uh, rope climber. And, uh, actually I was real bummed before, before quarantine, I'd had, um, all of us signed up to do, or actually the kids to do, signed up to do a kid's stadium, stadium or a kid's Spartan race, excuse me. So we were all real excited. I just think it's, it's a great way for them to see, you know, all right, mom's going to race first. And then I get to do the same thing that she's doing afterwards. And, and they get excited about it. Um, so we'll have that chance again. I know, you know, we'll be able to kind of come through with that, but, but yeah, I mean, really getting my kids involved is, is super important. And, and, you know, it, it doesn't just parlay into, you know, fitness at home. It, it's just being, being active, you know, with my kids every day, if it's bike riding, if it's running, if it's, you know, rollerblading, you know, kind of whatever it is, we're, we're on the go all the time. Um, and I think with that, that, you know, one of my, actually one of my daughters came to me recently and said, mom, you know, how do I learn to run fast like you, you know, and, and from that, I think, you know, again, it just gets back to modeling, you know, what you're, what you want your kids to, to value later in their life. Yeah. And I think that I, I, I love that you are doing something to keep your kids active every day. Cause it's, it's sad to see how many kids are just in front of their TVs and tablets and that all day. And I remember growing up as a kid, it's like we were, especially in the summer, we were outside doing something from like sunup to sundown and sometimes several right. after hours after sundown. And right. um, it's just, we were always doing stuff. And if it wasn't that, we were going on bike rides with our parents and, and right. you still see that, like when the quarantine happened, it was cool to see that more. Mm. But for the most part, like we don't see that as much anymore. And it's sad. It is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's a little bit of, of, you know, society today. I think, you know, some of it is, uh, let's, let's keep it real, the stress of what's going on in the world right now too, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for my kids, I mean, I actually, um, I gave them a Fitbit last year. And so every day, you know, they get pumped, um, when they get, they get 60 minutes, 60 active minutes every day. So, you know, those little types of reinforcements, um, at an early age, I think it just starts their programming to understand you know, the value of their health later in life. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's take a quick break to talk about zero shoes. You know, I love being barefoot. I am barefoot as much as possible. But when you're out in public, sometimes that's frowned upon. And when you're walking around on concrete and asphalt in the Phoenix summers, it's highly unsafe. That's when zero shoes comes in handy. These shoes allow my feet to be as barefoot as possible, to allow my feet to still work like they were made, 
made to work. And the great thing about these shoes is they last. They have a 5,000 mile sole warranty, meaning you rarely have to replace these shoes. And they have a wide range of options. So whether you're looking for sandals, something for casual wear, or something for your sports or work, they have you covered. You can go check them out at zero shoes. That's spelled X E R O shoes.com slash go slash get your fix PT. And you can find all of my partnerships at get your fix slash partners. And now back to our conversation. I'm curious, and we did not talk about this previous, so I have no clue what, what the answer to this is going to be. Um, <laughs> how are you as far as like with your nutritional habits for, Obviously, you're training, you're racing, you know how important nutrition is. How much do you kind of force that on your kids? How much freedom do you give them to eat what they want? Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's a great point. Um, no, I mean, we, my, kids eat, um, my kids eat really healthy, but I, I think a sense of balance is super important. They're also kids. Um, you know, I mean, they, they still get ice cream. They can still eat chips sometimes, but but. With that being said, we, I really do value, um, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, I really think that kids right now don't get enough fruits and vegetables in their everyday, in their everyday diet. And, and, and I think that's something that, that everybody can work towards. So um, I do encourage that. And, and they watch me, you know, they watch, you know, what I eat. And, um, but I also think, it, you know, at, at such an early age, it's just important to teach balance and healthy habits. Um, rather than, than forcing too much and letting them understand too much. You know, they've got the rest of their life to kind of figure that out. Um, but absolutely, you know, nutrition plays a, a super, super important role, you know, as an athlete. And especially right now, you know, uh, with, with quarantine, I think, you know, a lot of people have, have found it to become more of a challenge, you know, being at home, right? Um, and, you know, and I think on the flip side of that, you can also look at it, um, you know, with a glass half full, you know, hey, you look now, less is open, there's less chances for carry out and eating out, you've got the opportunity, you know, to kind of build your meal plans every week. Um, so there's, there's a lot of positive that I think that can come out of this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've seen a lot more people who I know used to do takeouts frequently during the week, turn right. to cooking almost every night and just and learning actually how to cook again. So I agree. I think there is a lot, a lot of good that can come out of, out of being forced to eat at home, I guess. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been training for quite a while on your own at home. Mm -hmm. What does, and not that there's a typical standard training by any means, but sometimes training at home requires some creativity, especially if you don't necessarily have a lot of weight or a lot of equipment, that sort of thing. Um, right what are some, like, what are some things you do just to like mix it up so things don't get boring so you can make sure you're getting, hitting everything you need to? Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I should say first, you know, I, I don't have a, a fancy gym set up at home. Um, I don't have a squat rack. I don't have barbells. Um, but what I, what I did do is I dedicated, um, a portion of my garage, um, that I look at and I leave set up every single day for consistency, you know, and, and I think, you know, I believe you just have to force your way into a space and that space will adapt. And that's super important right now is having a dedicated space, even if it's 
if it's small that you can use and, and, you know, every single day that you pour yourself into, um, you know, getting back to that, I, I don't, uh, basically what I have are, you know, a Spartan Ram roller. Um, I've added a weighted vest, um, dumbbells, um, weighted and speed jump ropes. Uh, I've got a spin bike, agility ladder, bands, uh, disc sliders, and I invested in an outdoor climbing rope to make sure my, my skills on that stay fresh, um, which I do every day. Um, you know, and again, like I, not to be repetitive, but I do use my out, my kids outdoor playset all the time, you know, every day. I mean, I don't, I don't have room for a pull up bar. So, you know, keep it simple. Use what you've got at home, um, to become, you know, creative. Um, so I would tell you, you know, my strength programming programming looks a good bit different than it did, uh, four or five months ago. And I think that's for most people, you know, before it looked more, much more, you know, isolated, um, muscle groups. So, you know, back and biceps, those types of things, you know, in addition to accessory work, mobility work, hit running, OCR circuits, that type of thing. But I would say the strength part looks a good bit different than it used to. It's, you know, what can I do with one to two pair of dumbbells in 45 minutes? Right. And, and a lot of that is, you know, compound movements. We all know how much you can get, you know, as far as, you know, bang for your buck for compound movements. So, you know, tons of, of lunges and deadlifts and hand cleans and jerks and, you know, all these things that are going to get you tons of results um, consistently, but maybe in a shorter amount of time. Um, you know, the other thing I think, you know, that things that you can do at home, you know, your body weight skills, advancing those as much as you can um, is super important. And, and if you can add weight, if you can add a weighted vest, if you could do you know, else it holds in between, shoot, I used, you know, a chair and a, and a bench before, you know, it's just, it's small things to where you're still staying involved, um, and, and still keep your head in the game. Um, you know, one thing, some things I have tried to master just to kind of keep myself fresh. Um, I'm not, I'm not a CrossFitter, but I, I've been trying to master double under. <laughs> That's been something <laughs> over, uh, over quarantine, you know, Turkish get-ups, um, a standing ab roller move, um, handstand push-ups, you know, things that, you know, normally uh, require a, a ton of repetitive practice. I've been trying to add in every week just, you know, now that, you know, not necessarily that you, you're making the time, but that you're, you know, you're at home and you, I feel the need to cross-train more, more often now than I ever have. Uh, to stay fresh. Um, I still play basketball um, frequently too with my kids. And I feel like, you know, I mean, it brings, it brings plyo, it, you know, it brings coordination, it brings agility. So I think right now you just have to look at the full spectrum and, and how active are you staying in addition to your very specific training. I love that you threw the compound movements in there because there's so much like I'll do like devil's press, which is basically burpee ground overhead um, or like I'll just create really like complex kettlebell complexes as far as like, I'll do snatch to clean and jerk to thruster to like all these different movements just to, because yeah, the more you don't need, like, especially in the OCR world, we don't need necessarily that isolated strength. We need to know how to move our body through space and control our body. And right. so the compound movements, one are more efficient when it comes to working out just to hit more right. things in less time. But I'm um, just thinking about the purpose of what we need to do in our training. They just make so much more sense. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you know, you mentioned um, kettlebells. I mean, I, I, I use devil uh, dumbbells all the time, just, just mimicking, you know, the movement. Um, and yeah, I mean, and totally, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, um, uh, you know, hang cleans and jerks. It's, you know, devil presses. It's um, uh, good mornings. It's deadlifts. I mean, it's, it's anything that I can find. And, and I do, I, I am sometimes creative, um, you know, with uh, the Spartan Ram roller, I'll, I'll throw stuff in there with the Spartan Ram roller and, you know, doing burpees and, and, and presses overhead. And, you know, you get to 10 or 15 of those and you're, you know, you're white and you've got three more sets, you know, so it's, it's just, you know, little things like that, that, that you can continue to push yourself and you can get the most bang for your buck in a shorter amount of time. And, and again, it, it just doesn't have to be complicated. It can be, um, you know, keeping it simple with what you've got at home um, to keep your head in the game. And I think right now that's a lot of the challenge is, 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 you know, not only are you staying on top of your game physically, but how are you keeping your mental game strong? Because mental is where it becomes physical, right? Like, you know, if, if you can't commit every single day to throw a hundred percent into your training and, and being the best that you can and, and gym and in your life, you know, um, then we all, we've all got work to do, right? Yeah. And I think, you mentioned earlier about creating that dedicated space. And I think that can be so important because a lot of people I've talked to who just haven't had the motivation during this, it's like, well, I live in a small apartment or I live in a small place and I just don't have space, but right. you don't need one. You don't need a ton of space, but two, if you have that dedicated space, you can almost create it. Like this isn't my home. This is my, my quote unquote gym. And, and just having that like, mindset shift almost on what that space is can almost like put you in a different mode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, um, I mean, I, I work out in a small section of my garage. Sometimes I'm working out in my driveway, my patio. Um, sometimes I take it to the track with my kids. I mean, I take my kids to the track and I'll bring Frisbees balls and I'll throw it, you know, throw it all out in the middle and ask them, you know, go play for 30 minutes, you know, and, and, and they'll, you know, half, half follow me around, you know, the track and, <laughs> Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, um, you know, taking it other places just to mix it up is always healthy for everybody. But yeah, I mean, you know, finding a space that I think that you can use and dedicate and that, and that you find, um, it's kind of your solace, right? So if you're picking up your weights and you're putting them in your closet every day or however your home gym is, is set up, no matter how much equipment you have, I think you're going to find you use it less unless you have a dedicated space that will adapt to, to what you need it to be every day. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Like I have, I don't have a ton of stuff, but I just have a couple, uh, adjustable dumbbells and then a couple of kettlebells in my bucket. And yeah, they just yep. sit in the corner, but it's like that space. And then I have like a kind of six by six space around it that I can actually move in. <laughs> yeah. And, and you look at it every day, right? Yeah. And, and that's the big thing is, is don't put it away, you know, have it out to where you see it. Um, and you're invested in it. Yeah. And I think you made a good point too, like getting out somewhere too at times, it can definitely, you know, to mix it up. Cause I do the same thing. There's a park nearby, some really fun workout I did. Um, I took my bucket, there's a park nearby, there's a hill, there's a big flat area. So I was literally like, how much can I do with this bucket? Like, what can I all do? And just did like so many different movements and hill carries and, you know, and it was just, it's fun to. I think it's fun at least as a coach and an athlete to just kind of figure out like, all right, I have this piece of equipment. How much can I do with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 
you know, and a lot of times, you know, if you're not sure, you know, I, I would, you know, encourage anybody who's starting out, you know, we've all, you've all got the tools you need at your fingertips, you know, I mean, uh, Google what you need and you can become creative every day with, with, with mixing up your routine. Yeah. Or even yeah. I had, um, a friend of mine is overseas, um, for about four years. He's been there for about a year, but when all the, with everything hit because of where he's at, literally like everything shut down. So he was using a five gallon water jug for yeah. his weight. Um, like you can like, just because it's not exercise equipment doesn't mean it's not some sort of weight that you can use. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, before I had a weighted vest, I was using a backpack and, and, uh, yep. and throwing books and stuff in there. I mean, you know, there's certain ways that you can adapt just to continue to push yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, I know I've covered a lot of different areas. Anything we haven't talked about when it comes to creativity with training or schedules with kids that you feel is really important to mention? Yeah, um, you know, I would, I would just say, you know, um, you know, one thing right now I've, I've heard, you know, um, friends or, or just, just folks I've talked to in the kind of fitness world that are, you know, challenged right now with is just kind of creating creating a program, um, at home. And a lot of people, I think become overwhelmed with that. And, you know, again, you know, I, keeping it simple is for me is coming up with some sort of, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a program, come up with something where you're pushing, you're pulling and you're doing leg strengthening. And, you know, for me, that may look like, you know, um, upper body push, upper body pull, um, and leg strengthening. And, and with that, I think, you know, you can get most of the major muscle groups um, to stay on top of your game. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, just keep in mind too, you know, right now um, for, for folks listening, you know, when everything is great, you know, and when nothing is great, just keep showing up every single day, you know, and, and that's what we all need to support each other right now as, as we get through this, you know, uncertain time. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yes. So if someone wants to follow your journey or just reach out with questions, where can they find you? Absolutely. Um, find me on the gram. Um, I try to, try to, try to keep it real there. Um, under Hayes Jessup, that's where I kind of document all my, uh, my, my fit, my daily fitness journey and would love to follow it. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Hayes, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been great. And that concludes this week's episode of Highly Functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance, where you can both join your OCR tribe, as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional.